if you've been following along recently, you may tell there's a pattern here. I'm just kind of answering questions that are often asked. And so kind of keeping with that theme, one of the questions that people often ask is, is, is belief in God just a matter of faith? You know, people kind of like, you know, well, you can't really prove God. And so it's just a matter of, you just have to accept him by faith. I think this is important because according to a new report by Pew Research Center, those who now describe themselves as atheists, agnostics, or nothing in particular, when asked about their religious um, affiliations, 28% of the people constitute that group. 28% of all adults in America. What makes that percentage that much more impressive is to realize that in 2007, that group was only 16% of the American population. When I was growing up in the 1980s, only 5% of the population in the United States would have placed themselves as atheist, agnostic, or no affiliation whatsoever. There's a trend here, you see. And it's a trend that we have to be prepared to answer. While many in that group are not atheists or agnostics, the percentage of those people who are identifying as atheists and agnostics has steadily increased in recent years. The percentages in Europe are even higher than the United States. And if Europe trends, if the United States trends toward Europe, we need to be ready. With that in mind, I ask the question, is belief in God just a matter of faith? To which I give the firm answer, yes and no. Yes, belief in God is a matter of faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that without faith, it's impossible to please God. God is so great, nobody can ever completely understand him. God is eternal. Nobody can completely get their mind around the God, the, the eternal God. God is spirit. He can't be discovered using materialistic tests like the scientific method. So, does it require faith to believe in God? Yes. But is it just a matter of faith? Having said that, belief in God is reasonable. It is far from blind faith. It takes faith to believe in God, but it also takes faith to believe there is no God. In fact, as many have said, I think it takes greater faith to believe there is no God. The only way, you say, to prove, you see, to prove that there is no God is to be aware of the entire, have all of the knowledge of the entire universe, and to know that there's absolutely no place in the entire universe in the entire history of mankind, beyond your ability to understand where God might exist. Nobody has that, will ever have that much knowledge. So to claim there is no God, or even to say, I don't know that you can know God, takes an amount of faith. See, the bottom line for me is that belief in God is 100% more reasonable than atheism or atheism or agnosticism, even though I'm not a philosopher, I'm not an expert in philosophy, um, I understand that epistemology is the study of knowledge. How do we know what we know? And I think, um, you know, it asks questions like, how do we know what's right and wrong? How do we know what's, why life is meaningful? How, how do we know um, anything? The reality is everybody has some epistemological foundation. Atheists, agnostics, 
What is your epistemology? How do you know what you know to say I'm an atheist, an agnostic? There, to be an atheist or agnostic, their epistemology is self-referential. It has to be themselves. Their, how do I know what I know? Because of my experience, because of what I can know. Science, though, is a method. So, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, I'm scientific. I'm not religious. And the scientific method can only measure material things. It isn't a storehouse for universal knowledge. There is so much in the world that cannot be explained by science. How do you explain personality and consciousness and altruism and love? There's no materialistic explanation. There's no scientific way of really understanding what those things are. We have to understand them. If you are a scientist, if you're, sci if you're saying, I'm scientific, you have to take that by some kind of faith. So I think that agnosticism and atheism isn't reasonable because they don't give answers to the most important questions of life. Because an epistemology of the self can't answer the question, which is, why is there anything? Why is there not just nothing? Why does anything exist? Why is everything not just nothingness? Science can't answer that question. There's not a materialistic proof way of studying to answer that question. Science can help us understand what does exist, not why it exists. The atheist or agnostic's answer to why things exist is either I don't know or matter. Matter has always existed. Now, both answers are um, are biased and not reasonable. That makes sense to me. You know, do you remember when, um, when you were in school, do you remember learning about spontaneous generation? Reason tells us that things exist because something exists before it. You exist because your parents existed. Flowers exist today because of the flowers that existed yesterday. Scientists today scoff at the idea of spontaneous generation. I remember, you know, like for 2000 years, People believed that, um, like mice, for instance, came from cheese because because scientists would wrap up cheese and bread in a rag and and leave it out for a couple of weeks and come back and there were mice there, and therefore they're concluded mice come as a result of spontaneously generate out of cheese. You get living things out of non-living things like cheese. Now we look at that today and say, that's foolishness. Because, but, 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 but isn't that what atheists and agnostics are? You have to say, well, every material things have always existed. Well, from what? What came before? Why are there material things? You have to answer that question. And if you can't answer that question, at least you have to admit, you take it by faith that there are that things, material things have existed. Otherwise you're just saying, oh no, it came out of nothing, poof, spontaneous generation.
Why is there consciousness? Why is there personality? Why is there love? Why are there relationships? Why is there rationality? Why is there a need for meaning? Why is there a desire for eternal life? Poof, out of nothing, the material. Poof, out of the material, you have spiritual and relational and rational. I believe in God because I believe that God reveals himself to us as the source of all things. I believe in God, first of all, of course, because I believe in Jesus. Um, Jesus is God's ultimate revelation of himself to us. He is the word of God, the logic of God, the reason of God, the communication of God. I believe in Jesus because I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I believe there's more evidence for that than that Caesar ever existed. Both of those, of course, kind of beg the question, well, those beliefs kind of are based on the Bible, aren't they? True. But even if the Bible didn't exist, even if we didn't have Jesus, I think it would be still more reasonable to believe in a God who created all there is because he f reveals himself through his creation. It's what philosophers and theologians for years have called natural revelation. Now, the Bible says it this way in Romans chapter 1. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truths. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them. How has God shown it to them? His invisible attributes, his eternal power, that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Where? How? Since the creation of the world. Being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. In other words... It is natural for people. God has given us the ability to reason. Where has reason come from? Well, it doesn't it came from something? It didn't just spontaneously generate, did it? That takes a lot of faith. No, it came from something. It must have come from something rational. You look at the creator, you look at yourself and you realize I'm a rational person. I must have a rational creator. That rational creator has communicated himself by creating a world that is rational. The reason that we can have science is that we believe that we exist in a rational world, that we can study using a scientific method and the results are not going to be capricious because the creation is capricious. We believe that there are there's order and there's um, and there's process because, and we can believe that because there's a God of order and process who's communicating his rationality to us his personality to us, his faithfulness to us through what has been made. His invisible attributes, eternal power and divine nature, as Paul says it, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world. As a result, people are without excuse. Why does anything exist? Because God existed eternally. Why is there spirituality? Because God is spiritual. God is spirit. Why is there personality? Because God is a person. Why is there love? Because God is love. Why is there reason? Because God is a rational God and the creation reveals his nature. In fact, Paul makes it very clear in verse 20, as a result, people are without excuse. No one will ever stand before God and say, I never had a way to know you. Nobody on some remote island in the Pacific who never has a Bible, who never hears about Jesus, will ever be able to stand before God and say, I never had a chance to know who you are. Because God has so clearly revealed himself by the way he's created us with rational minds, with a conscience that understands, that, that has a desire for good and evil, that desires eternity, that, that can see a rational God in the world around, that has a desire to worship. 
God has revealed himself through his creation so everybody can know him through what he has made. The heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens reveal God's nature. Romans 1 goes on to describe what happens when people close their eyes to God's revelation of himself through creation. And though they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their heart, senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to become wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of God for immortal images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. See the wisdom of the Bible? What happens when people turn away from God? We are by nature worshiping creatures. And we don't quit worshiping. We just worship lesser things. The atheist, the agnostic, the unbeliever doesn't stop worshiping. They just worship the material. They worship work. They worship entertainment. They worship indulgence. They worship sex. They worship, they have to find something to devote their lives to, something to give their lives meaning. And what happens, verse 24, therefore God delivered them over to the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded by themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what had been created instead of the creator who is forever praised, amen. Human beings by nature must worship something. And if we won't worship the creator, we'll worship the created. That describes the modern day secular person, the modern day materialist. Everyone you see must put their faith in something, either faith in a God who made us, which explains rationality, personality, love, desire for eternity, altruism, or your faith is in the creation, science, yourself, your own mind, your contemporary culture. Is belief in God just a matter of faith? No, it's a matter of reasonable faith. How do you answer the question, how do I know what I know? Do I know it but just because I look at myself and my hunches? Or do I know it because I look at revelation, the revelation of the world, the revelation of scripture, how do I answer the question, why is there anything? Why is there not just nothing? How do you answer those questions that gives a reasonable solution, reasonable answers for life? Because quite frankly, if the only reason there's not nothing is because there's material things and there's nothing after, then there's no meaning in life. There's no meaning for getting up in the morning. There's no reason to have hope except the meaning that we create, except the hope that we create. And that's no hope at all. And so therefore you have to live a life of self-contradiction, living as though there's hope when there is no hope, living as though there's morality when there is no morality, because it's all individual. Therefore, even though they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless. Their senseless hearts were darkened. Because we know God, we praise him and we thank him we is, because he's worthy of praise. And the thankful heart will be a thinking heart.
and the thinking heart will be a thankful heart to the God who made us. Heavenly Father, I thank you that that you have given us plenty of reason to believe that you exist, even though we may never hear your voice audibly, even though you are big and distant, and yet at the same time, we know that you are here. Even though you're not physical, Lord, we can see you all around us. The heavens declare your glory. The earth speaks of your character and your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, help us to walk with you as Adam and Eve walked with you in the garden, as Enoch walked with you, and you took him home. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us.